0: Hey everybody, this is Frankie from the Breakpoint Podcast. We want to thank you all for tuning in to Marcus and I discussing our love and passion for the game of tennis. Your engagement and support goes a long way to helping this podcast continue to grow. Please be sure to give us a follow, rate our podcast on our social channels, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, or any other place that you get your podcasts. And on social media, Instagram at BreakpointPodcast7, Twitter at BreakpointPod7, LinkedIn, and of course, our website, podpage.com forward slash break dash point dash podcast. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you're the first to know when there's a new episode drop and more people like you can find our podcast.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Breakpoint Podcast starring myself, Marcus Smith and my co-host Frankie Nicolazzi and in this week's very exciting episode, we are bringing you the 2023 Roland Garros preview. Frankie and I are going to be discussing the men's draw, the women's draw, what we think is going to happen, all the quarters, we're going to do it all for you. Frankie, how are we doing
0: today? Doing just delightful. Here from New York City, um, I cannot wait for a good old fashioned Roland Garros. Have to say it as obnoxiously as possible, um, otherwise it's not quite French. So, like Marcus, city. let's get into it. We're not yes. going to comment on my attacks on the French; they deserve it, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> let's start with the first quarter. Carlos Alcaraz's Cortar. Let's talk about him, Marcus. We've got Carlos Alcarez in this quarter. We've got Felix Auger-Aliassime, who's dropped in the rankings now. So he will be the number 10 seed, which I think is actually like a big deal falling out of that top eight, like a clear path to the quarters. Sure. He will then also have Fabio Fagnini in this quarter, Mackie McDonald, Seb Corda, Diego Schwartzman, John Isner, Tsitsipas, Cam Nori, Lorenzo Musetti in this corner, in this quarter, Matteo Arnaldi and uh, Christopher O'Connell is another one who I think is notable uh, to mention here. Uh, Marcus, give me your initial thoughts here. Is this just going to be a straightforward Alcaraz-Sitsipas quarter, or do you think there's a chance for somebody to uh, really come out of nowhere?
1: Yeah, this is going to be a straightforward Carlos staff quarter. I don't see anybody in the top half here, given Carlos any trouble. Maybe Nori can can work him a bit for a set, but not much more than that. FAA been really, really struggling. Don't really see how's he, how he's going to be able to beat and inform Stefanos on clay. Um, honestly, maybe, I mean, I'll probably eat my words on this again, but maybe
0: Fagnini beats him.
1: First round,
0: I don't know. I, I would I would take the other side of that. I would yeah. take Fognini to beat him. Really? Okay. Yeah, wow. I, I would I, FAA hasn't played in so long. He's coming off the injury. It's Fognini's like last year on the tour. Like totally, why not? Yep. I, I so mean, that means if, that FAA if, will win. Yeah. That's <laughs> literally we just cursed him. Um no, I mean, to be honest, even beyond that, like I would take Seb Corta over FAA on clay right now. I you know, like I I just yeah I, I don't know I I think I think <laughs> I think Sitzipas pass is definitely I think the favorite to get to the quarters from that uh the bottom half of the first quarter, um, and then I would say Alcaraz definitely is the favorite on his side as well, but the person I would say is the dark horse of this is Lorenzo Musetti who, as mm. we've mentioned on multiple occasions, like just has that ability to really beat anybody on his day, especially on clay, coming off the quarterfinal uh, performance in Rome. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was able to push. Uh, I think he beats Nori, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's able to push Alcaraz and take a set, maybe two sets even, off of him. But ultimately, I think this is, this is Alcaraz's uh, quarter here. I, I, I think this is not the easiest road for him, by any means but i still think he gets through yeah
1: this is relatively straightforward i think for both guys um nothing too crazy going on in here the next one is actually really interesting for me um first off i would like to shout out alex Kovasevich, uh new york city born and raised player uh grew up in the eastern section with us a lot of the guys who i played with also played against him so a lot of us are waiting for our First indirect win against Novak Djokovic. Uh, in case Alex pulls this off, um, so that would be pretty sweet. Uh, but but in all seriousness, we do wish him the best of luck and would love him love to have him on the podcast. So he's playing Nole first round. We've got Alejandro Davo Fakina, really really good, dangerous clay court player. Has really good stamina as well. He's someone to watch out for. Roberto patiso Good cannot sleep on him as well. Um, we got Hubi Herkash. Karen Kachanov, who's actually been playing surprisingly really good ball this year, Frankie. He's got himself up to an, a number 11 seed where he's usually hovering around 18. He's worked his way up to 11. And then we've got Ben Shelton um, and then Andre Rublev more towards the bottom. Some other names maybe to watch out for. Vavrinka, Albert uh, Ramos-Vanolas, both really good clay players. Vavrinka a little bit older these days, but... Vinolas almost beat Carlos on clay last year at the French. So he's someone to watch out for. My opinion on this one, Frank, is I think Djokovic makes it pretty cleanly to the quarters there. Um, the only guy who I could see maybe getting in the way of Rublev is actually Kachanov, his uh, his fellow compatriot from Russia. So I think that would be a really, really cool matchup to watch They've been having some good matches here. I think Kachanov beat him last time they played. Um, That would be a a really grind fest. But otherwise, I'm not really convinced anyone is going to take out, besides those three, take anybody out there. Um, I I don't see it specifically for this quarter, but it's definitely a little bit more jam-packed than the first quarter. What do you think, Frankie?
0: I was going to say there's a lot of actually really interesting first-round matchups that I like here. David Goffon versus Hubie Hercash, I think, is a really interesting match. Arthur Feel, Phil's, uh, not exactly sure how you pronounce his name. It's, probably, fly. Fly. it's probably Fee, but whatever. Fee. Um, and Luca Van Ash, by the way. Both of the guys that I yep. pointed out are in this quarter. Arthur Feel has had a phenomenal year so far. He got to the semifinals of Geneva. Not sure if you saw that match with Michael, with Emir. With uh, when Emir like lost it and started slamming his racket against the umpire's chair because the umpire didn't come down to check the mark. Oh um, yeah, dude.
1: They, Side note: there was some really weird chair umpire stuff going on. Remember that one I sent you on Instagram? I, what the hell was that? Where he yeah, asked who know. was it? Um, oh, he asked Manarino if it
0: was. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what's going on. We're, we're gonna have a separate episode about that, but yeah, um, like about like umpiring in general because like mm-hmm. I have some thoughts personally, but. Yeah, I I think I don't know if either one of those guys. Like, I think that the fee the fee and Davidovich Fakina match like that. I'm gonna watch. I I just think that that's gonna be an interesting one. Um, I think Sonago and Shelton's another really interesting one. Bovinco Ramos Vinolas, as you mentioned, hey. that's gonna be an interesting one.
1: Marco Chichinato, Marco French Open Cicinato.
0: semi finalist. Marco Chichinato versus Van Ash is also a really great matchup and like mm-hmm. a classic sort of um like savvy vet who knows how to win at this specific venue versus obviously a a home, a home country younger player. I I think that's going to be really interesting, but generally I agree with Marcus. As much as I don't really know who is going to come out of this quarter because I just don't know what Novak Djokovic is right now to be, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I still would lean towards him getting through because I don't think that there's anyone here consistency wise that I could count on to beat him in five sets. It's my problem. If this was three sets, then I might take Davidovich vikina to take him out. But yeah. in three in five, I don't think so. And Novak got lucky that the higher seed that he's going to play in the round of 16 is most likely going to be who be her cash. And, you know, Herkash is just not super effective on Clay. Like, he's good enough to get to the quarters, to the round of 16, but he's not going to beat somebody like Novak. And even if it's not Hubi Herkash and it's Roberto Batista Agut, I, I just don't think that that n- gameplay wise matches up really well uh, for Batista Agut. And, and Djokovic probably gets through there. The other side, like Marcus mentioned, I think that's actually pretty clearly going to be Kachanov and Rublev. Um, but Maybe we see somebody like an Umber or Manorino like have that sort of French boost and get through. But yeah. uh, I think it's clearly going to be Rublev Kachanov, who both had really, really nice clay seasons. I'm going to lead towards Rublev just because it's a little bit of a slower surface. I'm going to take him. But I mean, I, I it's a toss that, up that, that, at this that's point. That's going to be a tall, That's going to be a great. If that happens, that's going to be the best one of the better round of sixteen matches that we could see.
1: For sure. And Frankie, you know, I noticed something that uh, this is kind of a side note, but I think it's interesting to bring up is that the French Open, I think, is the one of the only slams that seeds the number. Normally, it's a one, four, three, two seed. Uh, The French Open is one of the few tournaments that does one, three, four, two, meaning instead of Djokovic and, you know, playing the two seed, potentially, he actually plays Carlos in the semis, potentially. I don't know how I feel about that. I think that they should go to a 1-4-3-2 just to create a little bit more interesting semi. I mean, the semifinals will obviously be interesting now, but I think everybody would also like to potentially see down the line a Carlos Novak final. Um, but again, I know that's a little bit of a side note, but I just wanted to mention that, that the French Open is a little different in that sense than the other majors.
0: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good note. Um, I just, I I don't really think too much of it. Um I actually would really think it would be cool if there was more randomization. Like it was just like, you know, like a Champions League draw where it's like, okay, this quarter belongs to da, 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 the four seed. Like <laughs> this quarter belongs to the da, 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 oh da, my like, God. Right, I don't Frank, know. I think Fra- I think Frankie that would be cool. Mo- I think um, Frankie
1: took some substances before this episode.
0: Hey, why not? I think it would be interesting. Um, Anyway, <laughs> no, denial. Uh, we will get to the third Korchar, Um which is filled with Holger Rune, Tommy Paul, Jan-Leonard Struff, Marcus's uh, lover, Botek <laughs> van der uh Casper Rood, Alex Bublik, uh, Dujan Lajovic, Taylor Fritz, Michael Moe, Richard Gasquet, uh, Ben Bonzi, Arthur Rinderneck, Francisco Cerundolo, somebody we cannot forget about, Miramar Zmanovic, another person that we cannot forget about, uh, and Sebastian Baez. Yeah, so a lot of really interesting players in this quarter. Um, Marcus, give me your thoughts. What do you think? Is Casper is Ruud making the final again? No,
1: I don't think so. I think Casper I could see see with Casper, it's so tough to tell. Like I could I think he'll end up losing to Rune if he actually does make it that far. I think Rune's just playing on a different level right now, and he's and I think Rune's draw is a little bit easier um, than Rude's down there. And I could also see Rude just not having a great match and losing to your boy, Bodish van de Zanschlup, or even even if he meets Struff or Tommy Paul again. Um, I, I would rather take Tommy Paul on clay than I would take Taylor Fritz on clay. That's just me, so I think that kind of matches up worse for Rude in that sense. Um, Holger does have to deal with Sarundalo and potentially Kasmanovic, who are really, really good on clay. But I don't know. I think Holgers just kind of got it more together right now, and I haven't seen a good of enough of a sample size from Casper yet this season. Besides Rome, I don't trust him yet. He's also playing um, – I think he's playing Geneva or Lyon this week. So physically, how is he going to be doing? Most guys usually take a week off in between the slams. The top ten players, so they can get their bodies rested and you know ready to go to make a deep run. I don't know how I feel about that. He clearly needs to get his points back up. Like I told you, this is what he was going to do because he needs to, you know, m- maintain his top 8 ranking in order to get seated well, specifically
0: so, top 4. Yep, he needs spec- to have his own quarter. His own like, quarter. That's ideal.
1: Right. So that's why I, I don't I I'm unsure. Casper's a toss-up for me. I'm leaning more towards Holger making through here, but you know, we've seen, again, we were talking about this last week, the tour is so deep. I mean, Francisco Cerullo has been playing some seriously good ball. Tommy Paul could come alive. I mean, I don't want to completely count out Fritz either, but um, this is definitely a very, very interesting quarter. I'm eager to hear your thoughts because I know we've been kind of r- r- crapping on Rat Casper a little bit. Um, did Rome change your mind at all or are you still unsure about him?
0: Rome changed my mind a little bit because his his stats definitely showed like his forehand quality was amongst the highest at the tournament, his backhand quality was amongst the highest at the tournament. So it's getting better, right? But I still like if we're if it if the question is Rude or Rune is the favorite here, my answer is rune. And I don't really have much like doubt about that. Like I I have pretty good conviction that like Rune, if that matchup happens, Rune will beat him again. I think that Casper's road is a little dicey. I think if he plays somebody like Lajevich, I think that's a really tricky matchup. Uh, I think that somebody, Tommy Paul has had a really disappointing clay court season. So I'm not really going to say that he comes out of that. I think that the person that comes out of this sort of top, like, I don't even know what second this is like a sixteenth, is Jan Leonard Stroof who has also been playing really, really phenomenal. So I would take Stroof to come out of that. And it's like, does Jan Leonard Struuf have enough to beat Casper Rude? Like, I don't know. I think that's a big ask for for three out of five. Yeah. So I think Casper does end up getting through and he plays Holger Rune and he probably bounces to Holger Rune, to be honest. But if you were to tell me that it ends up being like Francisco Sarundalo versus Kasper Rude, like I wouldn't be completely surprised by that. Like Sarundalo has been playing so, so well. Mm-hmm. So I don't and he's got like Kazmanovic in here. Like Rune has got a Holger Rune has got a very tough road. I mean, he, in his second round, he could potentially play either Baez, who's a legit clay court baller, or he could play Monfi, who's going to have like the French crowd. So that's going to be a nightmare. So that's going to be his second round. His third round would be Miramar Kozmanovic, presumably, really tough player. And then his fourth round would be either Fritz, most likely, or Cerundolo. I'd take Sarundalo over Fritz. Yeah, yeah I, I also would too. But... Like it's a, that's a tough quote. This is a really, t- as we've mentioned, the tour is really deep, but it's tough. I mean, this is tough. My favorite to come out of this is still rude and rune. So we'll, we'll say that that's the, the quarter final for now. Fair enough. Uh Moving on to the fourth quarter Uh we have got Daniil Medvedev's, Daniil Medvedev's <laughs> quarter, also known as Clayvedev. Um, <laughs> Where we've got Yannick Sinner is here, Gregor Dimitrov is here, Alex Zverev, the 22 seed now, yikes, mm. is here, Lloyd Harris, Ugo Gaston, Alexi Papyron, who's played pretty decently, Francis Tiafo, who's had like a really mixed clay court season, Borna Korich is here, Dominic Team is here, Ilya Ivachka, uh, Alex Dimanor is here, uh, Nishioka is here, JJ Wolf is here, JJ Thompson. And of course the great Daniil Medvedev. Did you just say JJ Thompson? J yeah, I did. It's JJ Wolf. Yikes. Um <laughs> I was looking at Thompson. Yikes. Yep. Anyway. Um so I oh and Emil Ruzivori. Cannot forget about him. No, but, cannot. Uh he's a very good player. So mm-hmm. I think this quarter also loaded. Uh most likely is going to be Sinner versus Medvedev. I can't believe I'm saying Medvedev is the favorite. Um but yeah, I think it's got to be Sinner versus Medvedev in this quarter as good as all of these players are. Obviously the wild card I think is going to be Zverev, but yeah, I think my initial reaction is Sinner versus Medvedev. What about you, Marcus? <sighs>
1: I think Medvedev, but also we need to keep an eye out on. I think Borna Korch is somebody who can take out Medvedev on clay. Uh, he has the physicality to do it and also the clay court savvy. Um, and he's seeded 15th in the world, so he's been playing some pretty good ball. But I think that he's somebody who can come alive, especially. We've seen him have big results at Grand Slams, especially throughout a tournament, get his way worked into the tournament. So, But otherwise, I don't. You know, Daniil's kind of little section there is a little bit lighter that it's the top one that we need to talk about I think I think S- Sverov actually kind of locked out with his seating position here because I think he takes out the first couple of guys who he plays like in Lloyd or Gaston or Mulchen and then you can't ask for a better higher seed to play against on clay than Francis Diafo. I think he beats Diafo on clay Tiafoe um, just has 100% no on-
0: agree by the way
1: yeah, I just don't think he's really had a great season. I think Tsverev's just way too seasoned on clay to to, you know, to lose to him. For me, I actually I'm actually going to call an upset here, Frankie. I actually think if if Sinner makes it, I think that Sverov will actually beat Sinner. Um and hear me out on this. I think that Sverov really needs a big tournament like this to work his way into form cuz you can see that he's been working his way a little bit and then he plays Medvedev and the Medvedevs beat him, you know, he hasn't really had like three to four to five matches, we can really get some reps under him and especially playing three out of five, he can really get into a good rhythm. And I think that Sveriv is one of the few guys that can outhit Jan or at least match Jan's pace from the baseline. Um and he's also extremely clay court savvy and has the advantage of potentially better serve. We know a second serve's not the best, but um I, I kind of liked tsverev to take out Jan. Plus Jan has not shown me like you mentioned you were a little disappointed with him in Rome hasn't shown us that like that mental push-through where we're waiting for his breakout tournament yet. I don't know if it's gonna happen here, because I think that Sverov's just not really a good matchup for him. But I'm I'm curious to hear your opinion because you're a you're a Yannick Savant. Meanwhile, I'm more of a Alex Savant in terms of knowing their style and how they like to play.
0: No, I agree with you. I, I, I think that matchup-wise, Zverev does well against center because that backhand is going to be neutralized for the most part. Like, that's a push, that matchup, right? Even though Jan tech does have the highest backhand quality um, of anyone on tour right now, uh, Zverev's is just as good, Um as Jan, so that's not really going to be a problem. I mean, that matchup is going to be really dependent on the Zverev serve more than anything. That's really going to be the tipping point. If Zverev is able to serve, well, he could absolutely take out Jan, and for that matter, anyone at this tournament. But if his serve is average to below average, I think he's going to have a tougher time because Jan's serve is at least consistent. Largely, I agree with you. There's somebody who I actually think has a chance to make a run. Here that you did not mention. I actually wish that Zverev was on the other half of this quarter, i.e., the Medvedev half, because I would take him to beat Medvedev if they meet there. Because Mm. of what, like you said, I think there's a little bit more work in, and I could see Zverev doing something. I think you should watch out for Dominic Team. I think Dominic Team has like a nice little pocket here where like he could beat uh uh Cashin. Chesson. I forgot how you say this name. Um, and going into that Koric match, if he's able to take out Borna Koric, anything I think is on the table. Even though that's a really tough matchup, I understand. I I I I think that Dominic team at Roland Garros, like, why not? I, I think if there's any tournament for him to sort of break out, it is this one. And he has been playing better, as we've mentioned. I mean, he's finally starting to play a little bit better, but uh I I think on the on the for like my actual opinion like for the racket bracket picks for example which you should all join it's going to be in our description I think it's going to be Korich Medvedev in the round of 16 and I'll take Medvedev to be perfectly honest I don't think there's anyone from Nishioka to Wolf whatever like Medvedev's yeah, going to crush Medvedev. all those guys he's got to walk in the park He's going to be pretty fresh to play Borna Korich And, yeah, I just think Medvedev beats him. I think Medvedev is just on such a high right now, it's going to be really hard to beat him. Uh, I'm going to take Center. I think three out of five is tough. I think that Jan has shown that he's performed pretty well at all of the majors of getting to at least, like, the quarterfinals and, you know, whatever it may be. And he's done quite well there. And obviously, I am hard, like I was hard on him on in Rome, but I think that he made the smart decision. He didn't play Leon this year, which he's done previously. He finally took the like advice as Marcus said to sort of take that week off prior and just be a little bit more fresh. Yeah. So I think that it's gonna be Sinner. I think Sinner is gonna be able to get through here with a week of preparation. Uh because he's finally got that eighth seed. Like he's been I think he's been wanting that eighth seed for a while now to have like a cleaner run to the quarterfinals. So I, I hope that he's able to take advantage of it. But I do agree with Marcus. I think Zverev is the guy to sort of watch in this quarter. Like, don't be surprised if he comes out. It, it would not surprise me at all. So Marcus, that gives us our four quarterfinalists. So let's very briefly Actually, you know what? Do we want to? Well, let's skip the actual like quarterfinal matchups. People can view those on the bracket bracket if they really want to see it. Let's just do a broad strokes. Who do we think is going to win, or who do we think is going to come? Who who do we think is going to be the finals? Let's say that the finals of the the whole thing, huh?
1: Carlos against.
0: I think that other half is wide open. God, that
1: bottom half, dude, it's so tough. Because wide open, I don't know who's gonna come in there. We've got Sinner. I mean, Sferov can make a run. We've got. I mean, I know we just didn't really give give Rude that many flowers, but I mean, crap, I could see Rude making another run at a final. Rune is ready. I mean,
0: I mean, you want my pick? My pick is Alcaraz versus Holger Rune. I hate saying that, but I I don't really know who's gonna like. And all the chaos that's going on on that half of the bracket, I would not be surprised if Holger Rune is able to pull that out. The dude is just mentally so, so tough.
1: Yeah, and he's so freaking good on clay. And, you know, I I know you are not the biggest fan of Patrick Mortogaloo, but he's been doing a really, really good job with Holger. Um, And I think that being at the French Open... Knowing maybe friends. he's giving him yeah. the same
0: stuff that Simona Holop is on. Wow.
1: Wow. Wow. OK, we are taking it to an, We're taking it to another. Someone level has here. to
0: say it, right? Like, let's be clear. I right. Mean, like,
1: where where can I order that? That, that's my question. Do you ship to Denver, Colorado? Um, <laughs> to be clear, Rune has not been accused of anything like that. He's perfectly clean. Yes, and there's no connection between Mortugaloo and Simona Hala. But, well, the drug thing. Anyways, I, I kind of got to agree with you, and I know this is kind of boring because our listeners would probably like a little contrarian view between the two of us. But, I mean, sheesh, that bottom half... I'm not ready to give, you know, just because Medvedev had a good tournament or two, I'm not ready to just say, like, oh, he's going to make the French Open final. I'm not ready to do that. I don't think that's worthy yet. But, um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Holger. I think he's got an edge over Rude there. So, that, that's that's my pick as well. Frankie, now that we both agree on the final, we've got a Carlos-Holger potential matchup matchup. Uh, you know, the, all the listeners have been waiting for. Who do we think is going to
0: win that matchup? Carlitos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. is, Carlos, Carlos is definitely my favorite to win the tournament. It's uh, his one tournament thing, to lose. Yeah, it, it is his tournament to lose with Rafa being out. The one thing that I will say before we get into some listener questions is that if I'm Darren Cahill, I'm going to Yannick Center and saying, you wanted a shot to get to a Grand Slam final and play your rival, Carlos, this, this is, is your shot. Yeah. You wanted this it. it? This is, this is your it. shot. He's
1: got to get this through. Who do you... If Sinner, may, Sinner Medvedev, who you taking? Three out
0: of five, Sinner.
1: So you think Sinner's going to lose to Rune?
0: Yeah. I I mean, he lost to him in Monte Carlo. Uh you know, he played way better than him. I think it's a fair but, pick. I just, but I'm just curious, uh, you
1: know,
0: yeah. uh, sorry. Uh, but listen, if if you're gonna tell like what what like my conviction when it comes to that deep in the draw is very low. I don't have a t- like the only one I'm convicted about is Carlos because I trust him more than anyone else, and Novak too. I trust Novak. The rest of the tour, like not as much. Like. If Medvedev got to the final, would I be surprised? No. If Rude got to the final, would I be surprised? No. If Holger Rune got to the final, would I be surprised? No. If Yannick Sinner makes his first Grand Slam final, would I be surprised? No, not really. Like, all of those four could totally see it happening. If Zverev gets to the final, could I see it? Like, would I be surprised? Also, no, not really. Like, if Zverev is able to win that matchup against Jan, let's be clear. Anything's on the table. He could totally beat Medvedev. I would take him to beat Rune or Rude. Like, anything could happen at that point.
1: One thing to note about Zverev, uh, he is playing, I think, in Geneva or Lyon this week.
0: Yeah, but I think that's different because he, he needs he the needs court the time.
1: Reps. Yeah. He
0: needs the court time. So that, that's it, different.
1: And it's a smart play, actually, for him. I just hope that if he does make a deep run... Like if he beats He's got him enough in the tank. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's the only thing for him. That's why I'm not picking him to go that far, but I could see him making a run up until that sort of point.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. All right, Marcus, let's very quickly go through some viewer questions. Thank you all for participating. We greatly appreciate yes. it. Very kind. Really, really appreciate it. All right, Marcus, um, our boy, Nick Borak, if tennis was a job, you all should listen to the tipsy tennis podcast. If you get a chance, by the way, um, who outside of the top 20 um, do you pick to make a deep run or is most likely to make a deep run?
1: Francisco Cerundolo.
0: Yeah, I think I am going to be on board with you. I think I'm going to say... You know what? No. I'm going to be disagree. I'll disagree with you. Jan okay. Leonard Struff. If you're going to tell... like, Would I be surprised if he beats Tommy Paul... And then Casper Rood. Yeah, why not? Jan-Leonard Strouf. I'll go with him. That'll I appreciate
1: you. I appreciate supporting him because I have not supported him once during this episode, but I love you him. You have so I, I, right. I just, I'm calling it objectively, but I, I, I love it and I would love it, so.
0: I know. Uh, Arabelle asked us if Daniil is now considered a factor. Uh, I think he is, but I think that this tournament will be like the confirmation Of that, he's a factor. I think that he is now considered a favorite to get to at least the quarterfinals, but whether he will actually challenge for a Roland Garros, I think we'll find out this tournament, would be my opinion.
1: Yeah, I'm not ready to give him that sort of street cred yet on clay. We need to see a little more.
0: Yeah. Basti asked us, Can Zverev be a surprise after his tough industry and make a strong comeback at Roland Garros? Uh, As Marcus and I have sort of said here, yes, we think that he has a very strong chance to have a really, really good tournament.
1: Yep, completely agree. If he's able to push through and actually beat Yannick Center, which would be a massive haul anyway. Yeah, he's totally a threat. Would not surprise us
0: one bit. The guy's really, really good on clay. Yep. And lastly, Emma asks us, are there any dark horse semi-finalist predictions? For me, it would be,
1: honestly, Zverev. I think Zverev would be the guy, the dark horse, to make it to the semifinals. Um, It's kind of weird because I know that he's not really like a technical. Well, you know what it is? He's the 22 seed. He's the 22 seed. For me, right now, he's the dark horse. But the problem is that he's been ranked so high before that most people won't consider him one. But he is one right now because he has not been playing up to his top 10, top 5 form.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I don't know if I would consider like it's funny because Medvedev in some ways is a dark horse semifinalist pick, you know, like
1: just because of his clay reputation. Yeah. Yeah,
0: No, I mean, it's he's never made the semifinals. So like it kind of is one. Um, But outside of Zverev, I'll let you take that one. Yeah, I mean I I think I've I think I would go with Jan Leonard Struf again. Like if you're like I wouldn't be surprised if Jan Leonard Struf ends up coming out of that, that quarter. I, I really like I would not be surprised. I like Holger Rune as highly as I think of him, and I picked him to get to the finals here. That's a really tough path to beat Kasmanovich, Sarundalo, uh, Kasper, and then go in and play Casper Ruder, Jan Leonard Struf, that's tough. That's that's a lot for a 19, 20 year old, whatever he is. Uh so uh, that is the men's side. We're going to very quickly touch on the women's side now, Marcus. A little bit more of a crapshoot going on over there. The usual suspects of Arya Sabalenka, uh, Iga Swiatek, who is the overwhelming favorite. Paula, uh, no, Paula Badosa is out, um, actually, of this tournament. She got injured, mm-hmm. unfortunately, for her. And Elena Rabakina, who has had a remarkable season so far, as we've mentioned, uh, just coming off her Rome victory, Marcus will keep it pretty simple here because, as we've mentioned, it's really just the top three and everybody else on the women's side. Who's going to take it?
1: I think I'm just looking through the draw here really quick. Uh, I think I'm going to take Sabalenka, and the reason being is that I'm not really too impressed. Okay, see, Frankie, this is so weird. For the women's, they have the three and the two playing against each other. Like, where, where's the continuity? I, I just don't get it.
0: But It's definitely know. random, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, it, well, it, yeah, okay. That's a whole different discussion. Um, I think Sabalenka, she's got the best draw. I actually think, honestly, I don't know if Iga even makes it that far. She's got Azarenka in her quarter, Barbara Kritschkova, former champion. Maddie Keys. And then she'd have to play Rabakina in the semis. I'm taking, I'm not taking Iga to win this tournament. I'm going to take Sabalenka. Her path is pretty clear in her quarter. The only one who I'd be concerned about is Ostapenko, who's been playing some really, really good ball. Um, I think she takes out Caroline Garcia. I know she'll have home crowd, but I just think that's a really bad matchup for Garcia. She kind of plays a similar style, but just not as powerful
0: yeah no, i I agree with everything that you're saying. I think Pagula is somebody to watch out for who you haven't mentioned. Maria Sakari yeah. has also been playing a little bit better lately, so I wouldn't be surprised if she's <laughs> able to make the semis.
1: That's a really positive sentiment. She's playing a little bit better.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, she well, she had a pretty bad hardcore season, but whatever. yeah, um. Yeah, I mean, I I largely agree with Marcus. Iga did not have any favors with this draw. Kreshkova and Azarenka and Coco Goff, yikes. That's tough. Um, Rabakina has a little bit clearer of a draw uh, through to the quarterfinals this is, where she would potentially play Anzabor, who as much as I like Ons, has not really had a great season so far. I actually think Beatriz Haddad and Maya, prob- uh, Maya probably ends up coming out of that uh, portion to play uh, Iga. Oh, sorry, to play Rabakana. But um, I would say that Rebakana probably gets through just because she's got a little bit less resistance. But that top quarter with Iga is brutal, to be perfectly clear. And, yeah, I mean, I hear Marcus. I kind of think that this is Sabalenka's tournament to lose just because she's got, like, so much less friction to get to the finals. But my one caveat here is that Caroline Garcia is somebody to watch. I would not write her off as easily as Marcus has here. I think that with the home crowd, do not be surprised if Caroline Garcia makes a run all the way to the finals and is able to win this whole thing. But my pick is going to be Arya Sabalenka.
1: Well, Frankie and I are pretty much on the same page today, which doesn't happen too often. However, all of our picks will probably be wrong because... Caroline
0: of the, Garcia bounced in the first round. First round Iga Shriantek wins the wins whole the thing 29. with no sets dropped.
1: There you go. That's the Breakpoint Podcast curse for you. Uh, But that's what makes it fun. So, um, folks, thank you so much for taking the time to listen in today. We're going to have, as Frankie mentioned, the Racket Bracket Tennis Channel Challenge. That's going to be posted up on our Instagram and also in the link to this episode. Um, If you'd love to participate, we would love it last year or for the last tournament we had uh, 15 people. We'd love to expand that and get a little pool going. It would be a lot of fun. Um, We're going to be delivering you a lot of content over the next week. We're also going to release a midweek review next week. So, uh, yeah, we'll be asking some more questions for that one too. Um, And we'd love the feedback, everybody. Thank you so much for reaching out on Instagram. We really, really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, make sure to stay tuned and we'll, we'll see you soon.
0: Yep, you'll see the Racket Bracket in the post for this episode. You could check out this description as well. It will also include a link to the Racket Bracket. Be sure to sign up and uh, DM us if you have any trouble or anything like that. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.